This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel, joined by Damon McDonald. Damon, I'm going to whisper it. It, it might be coming home. It might be. <laughs> you know, a little, little nervous. You don't jinx it. You know. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening. Oh, Joel's excited. Joel's nervous. I've never seen Joel like this before in my life. No, that, All that, it's the first. It's the first tournament final in my lifetime. We haven't been in one since 1966. We, we don't know what to do with ourselves because this whole "it's coming home" thing—it's it, a bit, it's a meme. You know, it started off uh, as a, like a, a tongue-in-cheek thing. It was a song for Euro '96, which was uh, hosted in England. So that's why they're saying, you know, it's coming home. Association football, depending on who you believe, may have been invented in in the UK. So you know, tournament coming back to England. So football's coming home. Blah blah blah. But that song, right? If you listen to it, it is punctuated by little audio clips of England, the England team fucking up, like all our spectacular <laughs> failures over here. So the whole point of that song, the whole point of it's coming home, is like, you know, we know we're not going to win. We know there's going to be some spectacular failure somewhere down the line, but we're going to, you know, get emotionally invested in it and and have a good time regardless. But somehow that seems to be misinterpreted by the entire rest of the planet as, oh, look at these arrogant England fans. They think they're going to win everything. We don't. We That's the point. We know we're shit. We think we're shit. We've been hardwired to uh, expect failure for our, most of our lives. And now we've actually made it to a final. We, we don't know what to do with ourselves. We're flying blind here. Yeah, that's good. That's a good feeling. It's, it's exciting. The, the anticipation, it's almost like Christmas. You know, Christmas is a great, you know, you get gifts, Santa came. But it's, it's the anticipation that is uh, some, you know, in many ways, even better than the actual thing. Um, well, I bet, you know, it's more like Christmas, but you're not Christian. Like, you're a Muslim, and then Santa's come down your chimney. <laughs> like, well, what are you doing here? Right. <laughs> Don't even believe in you. Right. I expect to see you here. Right. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, penalty kicks, right? We were in penalty kicks. Being a little nervous, were you? Were you? Were you a little, little uh, on the edge of your chair there, Joel? For the Denmark game last night, I, yeah. I was terrified. As soon as they scored that free, I just had a bad feeling about the game. As soon as they scored that free kick, I was like, "Oh well, we've lost." You know, even though that was only like half an hour in or something, I was like, "Oh, well, you know, we fucked it." Right. Um, so I was just, I was tense. I was nervous. I did not enjoy <laughs> any of that match at all. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I, I as the match went on, as we went into extra time, I was just sort of sizing up our the, the England players, thinking, right, who's going to miss when we hit the penalty shootout? Who's going to be like the the, the, the new Gareth king Southgate of the losers, the yeah. David Batty? You know, yeah. who's going to be the, the the person who becomes the scapegoat for failure this time? Yeah, carries the torch. Uh, yeah, yeah, but well, I mean, we we scraped through. It was it was it was an exciting game. I'll give it that, but. Um, I tell you, one thing that has slightly surprised me, maybe this is naive of me, but everyone hates us. Or, or just judging by my Twitter timeline, lots of people really? just like frothing at the mouth, just so angry with, well, one, the, the dive for the penalty, which, you know, fair enough, it was very, very soft. I can't not really have 
take any issues with that. But the the number of people and a lot of a lot of Irish friends of mine just just absolutely livid at the prospect of England doing well at something, which okay. you know, yeah. again, I, I guess I kind of understand that, but it, it, it did take me back a bit. Like, whoa, we're we're the bad guys here. No one wants us to win, but you're at rest assured, we probably won't because Italy are a lot better than us. So uh, I, I, I will. I was going to yeah. say I will take a a, a, a close defeat in the final I wouldn't take We're, that no, no. what should I let's, no. let's give it a go you, you never know what's going to happen exactly I would say Italy are favourites they are a better team than us okay sure. fine I'll give you that but uh, home field home pitch advantage right right you're playing in Wembley right that is correct oh man just watching it like a nearly full Wembley stadium just Rocking! One of my friends was there, sending me videos of everyone, you know, the crowd popping off, singing "Sweet Caroline." I was so, so envious, but at the same time, this feeling like, yeah, football's back. You know, next season there's going to be full capacity crowds for Premier League games, and you know, put, setting aside whether or not that's a good idea, f- for me, in the relative <laughs> safety of my apartment, watching it from the other side of the world, it's 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 pretty special, moment. Yeah, I'm sure it is, and then. All right, so again, you're going to have, what, 70, 80,000, maybe even more in that fucking building, right? Bob Geldof's going to come out. It's going to be great. It's going to be just like uh, live. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, it, sometimes things like this have to happen, right? And I need it for it to happen because then you give the Maple Leafs some fucking hope. It's like if you could break break your <laughs> jinx. <laughs> the Maple Leafs of international football, aren't we? That's, that's why I don't get why yes. people hate us so much because we never fucking win anything. We're crap. So, you know, let us have this one. Come on. I, I, I guess, do the people hate the team or the, do the people hate the fans? Because uh, I will I say this. They, internationally, they hate the English media, right? In, English media are scum. Definitely. Yeah. Give them that one. Uh, English fans... You don't have the best a, reputation. A, a sizable proportion of them are scum, you know, booing, right. taking the knee and booing the national anthem. That, that is okay. shit. Shit right. behavior from shit people. Right. Uh, but the actual team itself, like the squad of players, um, in my lifetime, they're probably one the, the most likable group of players and manager, with the exception of Harry Kane, still hate him, even though it, it, it pains me to say that he is a, a brilliant footballer. I still hate him because, you know, the Arsenal-Tottenham rivalry runs deep in my blood. You know, there have been so many occasions watching Arsenal-Spurs games where he's completely fucked us. Like, I can't just put that all to one side and be like, go on, Harry, my son, do it for England, do it for the Queen. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's probably just the, the sort of metaphysical concept of England that <laughs> annoys people because yeah. yeah man they were very very cross you know people on Voices Wrestling Slack people on Twitter just like wow I'm fucking England <laughs> well, I'm rooting for you I am rooting for you uh, if that means anything and I will say this oh, I kind of feel like a lot of the people I know and again casual fans don't they're not you know but I mean you got a lot I, I feel like I, I feel like I'm going to have some people at my bar. We're going to have some people there. I mean, we don't know shit all, but uh, you're going to have our support. And and I'll go so far as to say this here on the Super J-Cast, the worldwide leader in New Japan pro wrestling media. England wins, and there will be a celebration at Wembley Stadium that will lead to Covent Square and to... uh, 
What, what did you just say? Lead, lead to where? Is it Covent Square? Covent Garden. Covent Garden. Oh, what the f- I fucked up. You know what? Stop getting London wrong, Damon. My <laughs> bad. I haven't been there in a while. Uh, Oxford Street. Uh, yeah. All that. You're going to have a party. I think you're going to have a big, massive celebration. Everyone's going to get COVID again. All my strong zeros in one day. <laughs> right? right? They're going to shut down the country again, and everything will be great. And uh, I'm hungry like the wolf. All right. Very good. That's that's our uh, footy talk for the day, brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Uh, who do you fancy at the final then? England or... I told you, England. England's winning. Okay, England's you, winning. You're, you're feeling it. Okay, great. Let me ask you another question. Yes. Uh, so, you know, we talked about players. You know, maybe England have the better players. Italy have the better team. Do, what, blah, 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 blah. Do you think the English players or the Italian players have the more well-groomed <laughs> pubic hair? Uh, and is is that something that you would, uh, if you were an elite athlete, if you were one of these players, you know you're going to be in the starting lineup for the European Championship final. Mm. Would you have a little shave in the downstairs department before the big match? Yes, yes. It's almost like the swimmers who shave all of their body hair before they get in the pool to feel a little more sleek. And it's more a um, you you think it's more of a uh, mental thing than anything else. But why wouldn't you? You'd be nice and. Clean and smelling fresh. They, uh, look, uh, let's be honest here. The footballers, they're, they're probably, if you're going to rank athletes of on, on the hotness scale, I mean, I would put them. And, like, you know who else, like, Australian rules football? Those fucking guys? I mean, every one of them. Pfft. My wife will sit there and watch that fucking shit. She don't know what she's looking at, but she knows what she's looking at. And I, I guarantee you. I think the football... Uh, I think it plays in. Who's the star player for uh, Italy right now? Trust me, I'll get into the manscape. But who's the football player? Who's 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 the who's the top guy for Italy? Uh, Federico Chiesa is getting a lot of plaudits at the moment. Uh-huh. He okay. scored a, a very good goal yep. against uh, Spain in their semi-final. Harry Bush, I guarantee it. He's got pubes. <laughs> he's he's got fucking pubes stretched from here to to Roma. Uh, that was my Italian. Pretty good, right? Um, look, I'm kind of getting sick and tired of talking about it at this point. And I think you're getting sick and tired of listening to it. If you haven't hit fast forward already. What are you going to do about those ugly, smelly, stinky pubes of yours? I'm talking to you. That's right. You in the car. You at work. You on the tube, the subway. You at home. What are you going to do? You've waited long enough. It's gotten to be a mess. This COVID situation uh, and lockdowns and everybody's still struggling with uh, meeting up with friends and family. What are you going to do when it finally turns around and you got to get in front of people and you got to sit there with your big bruiser Brody like Bush just itching and scratching and stinking and smelling and just not feeling right? What are you going to do? When is this going to end? Let it end today. End it today by going to manscaped.com. If you go to manscaped.com, you'll notice for for months I've been talking about that lawnmower 3.0, right? Every fucking time Damien gets on it, the lawnmower, guess what? It's been upgraded, improved. It's new. 
It's out there. Go to the website, manscaped.com. Check it out. I mean, the science behind this is unbelievable. Science has worked on two things for the past couple of years. I don't know if you know this. COVID vaccine, ball trimming. Yep. Yep. And Manscaped leading leading the, the edge, the cutting edge, leading the charge. Go to manscaped.com. Take care of that problem of yours. You're gonna have to, you're, you're gonna meet people. You're going to be around people. And the people that you're with are begging you to do this. Make no mistake about it. The people with you, they're begging you to take care of this situation. Manscaped.com. Jcast is the code. Right? Jcast. You're listening to the Super Jcast. We give you a code. It's called Jcast. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping. I don't know what else I can do for you. I don't know what else I can do to push you to do this because you stink. You're a smelly, awful human being. You really, you honestly probably shouldn't leave the house at all until you get this taken care of. So now's the time. Manscaped.com. I feel like this is like an intervention for your pubes. (laughs) John, your balls, they smell. I can smell them from here. Uh, again, you're going to shave it is down. That, is that a specific John? <laughs> no, not anyone. Specific. No, no, I'm just, you know, general John. Uh, you, John Moxley, pe- Damon's calling you out. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. Listen, Renee calls. You know, she she let me know. <laughs> she said, pew, Although Mox, to, to be fair, Mox strikes me as a guy who just let it all go oh, yeah. right down there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do, you, I, what do you think? You think Renee's loving that? You think Renee's sitting there like, oh, thank God. I got to dig through this fucking wild tundra of pubes to find this cock of yours. And God almighty, it stinks. It stinks to high heaven. Will you clean up down there? Oh, take a shower. Nah, not enough. Not enough. Smell like a fucking onion bag, for Christ's sake. Manscaped.com. John Moxley. Manscaped.com is where you got to go, pal. All right. Go there. Don't worry about hopping around. Hey, listen, you're hopping all over the country. Wrestling here, wrestling there. You're like the Terry Funk. You're like the Terry Funk of pro wrestling now. Good on you. Your balls stink. Manscaped.com, 20% off. The IWGP US champion needs a cleanup. What am I talking about? <laughs> fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm pinning this one. Poor John Moxley. This is the best one yet. Yeah. By the way, this has nothing to do with John Moxley, but you get my point. You, you know what? Listener, you, you are John Moxley. You are John Moxley. So get it taken care of. 20% off. Free shipping. Manscaped.com. Where? Manscaped.com. Who? Manscaped. Dot com. My favorite part of the show, Damon. Um, so when, if and when Mox sorts out his, uh, his pube situation, he yeah. will be defending his IWGP US title against one Carl Anderson on Dynamite. So, um, I mean, this is an interesting one. One, the fact that he is defending it against someone who, as far as we know, is not a you know, full-time contracted New Japan talent at this point. So uh, obviously something has changed in the, the ways between New Japan and AEW that you know, maybe AEW been given uh, New Japan's blessing to, to defend that title against uh, other people on Dynamite. 
And secondly, is a little bit of intrigue in what Carl uh, Anderson could bring to the table as a singles wrestler. Because I'm, I'm sorry, but just bringing up that 2012 G1 final isn't going to cut it anymore. You know, what have you done for me lately, Carl Anderson? But uh, yeah, well, what do you make of Mox defending this title next week against Carl? Uh, yeah, there, there's obviously the 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 tripod of pro wrestling, as we'll call it, with the talent exchanges to and fro. Um, yeah, I'd like to see what he has in, in, in the tank. I mean, again, name me a great Carl Anderson match in the past five years. Um, I'm sure he could still go, right? I'm sure he could still go. I'm not, I'm not, I, let's put it this way. I'm not too concerned with that, but hmm, okay. And I will say this, uh, a lot of, a lot of Doc Gallows and, uh, Carl Anderson all over that, New Japan world. I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't get past seeing their faces everywhere. So look, they're in the mix. I, I think and here's the thing too. I think everybody kind of knew it was just a matter of time and covid and all that stuff. And when they were, were 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 when they were released by WWE, I think everyone was kind of like, "All right, well, it's just a matter of time for this and then covid and all that stuff." So, yeah. I think we all knew this was uh, bound to happen, uh, and I think I don't think there's any shock in the fact that Carl Anderson is a guy that they can trust. In you know, it's not anybody who's going to be that that rogue dude that's not in AEW or not in New Japan currently. Um, that's going to, that they would trust to do that, right? So. Uh, and I'm sure I don't. I would not say this is like a uh, a test or anything silly like that. But again, I'm sure this is a like a little just a little warm up to get everybody back into the Carl Anderson Doc Gallows mix because um, I think it's you know, I think it's a given that they'll be uh, in the mix very soon. Okay, other piece of news here. Shota Umino has uh, resurfaced in the UK. There's an excellent article, Voices of Wrestling, by Neil David, who's done tremendous work there, uh, summing up how he's done so well uh, so far in his excursion, what we can look forward to in the future. So he has uh, a match on July 18th, his return match against Dan Maloney, live in Bristol. Uh, another one that stood out August 21st. He's challenging Ricky Knight Jr. for the Southside Heavyweight Championship. Uh, have you seen any of the images or videos that have surfaced of Shota Umino? Uh, your, your thoughts on him? I did see. Who sent me that? Was it you? Somebody sent me something. It was, yeah. Uh, it was me that sent it. There you go. Um, I saw that 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 entrance, and I made a comment that um, I don't know. He looked. It looked weird. Not like I don't know what it was. Like it just he looked like he. I. I <laughs> I mean, again, I'm sure he wasn't, but he looked like he kind of was hitting hitting the bottle in the back. <laughs> he just kind of looked like this weird look and stare, and I don't know. I don't know if he's trying to fucking sort things out. Look, I um, I think we all can agree he's not going over there to uh, learn how to do a fucking arm drag, right? He's not going over there to, to he's he's going over there as I've said a trillion times to learn how to be a major pro wrestler. Uh, he's going over there to learn how to conduct yourself in the ring, how to conduct yourself out of the ring. Again, wrestle a bunch of different people in the process, but to 
take the next level of a, being a professional wrestler, right? Because again, when he comes back, we're hoping big things. So, but may, again, maybe he's just trying to iron out a new gimmick, a new thing. I don't know, but it did. When you sent me that, Joel, correct me if I'm wrong. Did did it not look odd to you? It's like something was was off there. Yeah, he didn't. It, maybe it just wasn't a very flattering angle because it was a fan cam, to be fair. So I'll, I'll reserve judgment until I see like a properly produced one. Mm-hmm. But uh, he didn't look particularly confident. You know, it wasn't like what this guy's a star. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see on that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. Was that his first time in that building? Might be. I don't know. I can't. Maybe nerves. Who knows? I mean, yeah, what the fuck? We're speculating over nonsense. But um, I did see the video, and I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, it didn't didn't feel. Again, it felt. It. it, it, it I, I joked about it that you know he looks like he's bombed. But again, to me, it's it's kind of like okay. I got to figure out a gimmick or I was told this is my gimmick or I uh, work on this part of your presentation and it just didn't look like he was comfortable in his own boots. And we have a never title match official for Resurgence on August 14th. Jay White will be defending the title against David Finley. Uh, Tickets look like they're doing well there. About 70-80% sold, just eyeballing it. Uh, So Sean asked, with Jay White finally going against David Finley, do you think he will still uh, go against Taguchi next, like he said, when he first won the title? And who do you think is next for Tom Rawler on the live show if the title is on the line? So uh, first of all, Damon, thoughts about Jay White defending against David Finley. Do you think that's... Uh, a worthy, for sake of argument, main event for that show. Um, I mean, there's always that history of of those two growing up, young lions, always having that rivalry, right? So that's an interesting aspect. Uh, David Finley getting a win over Jay White, um, clean as a whistle. Uh, so eventually, you know. They're also somewhat limited in on who's coming and who can go and who's uh, available and who they can get in the country and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'm not. It's. I I, I think it's fine. And and here's the thing too. It, what you do also do is you do kill two birds with one stone in the sense of okay, you get a Jay White title defense and you get a guy who you can give a title defense to that you might not want to put on, you know, I don't know, a, a major show, right? It's it's kind of it's kind of like one of those long beach title defenses, right? Uh, where it's almost literally a long beach title defense. So, yeah, I think it, it makes sense. Uh, I'm not shocked by it. And I think it's a, I think it's a solid, I mean, it'll be a good match. We know that, right? I, I don't think anybody's disputing that fact. I had some people ask me if I was going to, uh, Los Angeles, uh, for this. Uh, I, I don't, I don't have the money for this. <laughs> a, I don't have the money for this. B, it's on the other side of the fucking country. Um, I mean, if somebody wants to give me a fucking plane ticket. No, but let me take that back. If somebody wants to get me a first-class plane ticket, <laughs> I'll go. Uh, and I'm sure I can get credentialed. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna probably not though. I got too much shit going on, Joel. I can't be fucking around, hopping around the country. You know, I can't just can't be doing it. I just can't be doing it. 
and it's hard now because there's no Jushin Liger. So that that motivation for me to get on a fucking airplane, it's even harder. And you're not going to be there either. So I'll sit at home. Yeah, exactly. If I'm not going to be there. No one should go. <laughs> Star attraction. Um, I'm surprised it's not sold out yet. I'm surprised it's not sold out yet. To be truthful, mm. I am a little shocked. Been waiting to see what the card is. Because people have been burned in the past by these yeah. uh, US shows, haven't they? So uh, it would figure that people are going to wait and see what the matches are before they put their hand in their pocket. You're probably right. But I just I thought maybe just the idea of anything, to, you know, for people who are starved to see some live pro wrestling, specifically New Japan. But I will say that there are people that are traveling for this show. I mean, I, I'm, there, there are people that are, that I know. Um and what would you say 70-80% at this point? Anyway, all, all the major yeah. yeah all yeah, the major looking at it are maybe around 3 400 tickets left I would say. Okay. All right, and I think they will go as the, as the show gets closer and people get more hyped and you're always going to have that walk up audience. Um the weather will not mean it's southern California and the weather's never terrible. Um yeah, I think they'll. Be, I, th- I think they'll. I think they'll make. I, I think they'll sell out. I mean, here's the problem with they'll sell the seats that they have allocated. But even again, I say this before, they'll shove fucking chairs in. They're, it's like you're not like if you show up to that building, I would be absolutely shocked if they said, "Oh no, we're sold out. You can't." Get, you know what I mean? That, that's not fucking happening. They're gonna take your money and you're getting in to see that fucking. If they gotta shoehorn you in, uh, fire codes be damned. So. Yeah, I mean, look, people are excited. I think people are, are, are talking about these shows in just as much as, as the other shows. And again, it's not, you know, we're not talking about WrestleMania weekend or anything, but, you know, I think people are hyped for it. I, I'm hyped for it, even if I'm sitting on my couch watching it. I'm hyped for it. Yeah, so am I. And uh, yeah, going back to those questions, I would love to see the Taguchi defense because serious Taguchi is... Uh, a joy to watch like in that Hiromi match she had in Best of the Super Juniors last year that was tremendous and I think they will put a Tom Lawler defence but we need to get through maybe the next set or two of strong taping so we can set up the next challenger I don't yeah. know who it could be um, Fred Rosser why not that's what I, was gonna, I swear to God that's what I was thinking yeah yeah um, also sticking with the, the tickets on sale the tickets now on sale for strong tapings Fighting Spirit Unleashed on August 16th at the Thunder Studio in Long Beach. So they're going to see nine matches there, which will you know, presumably be, I'd say, about three strong shows. Uh, looks like there may be about 125 seats. Again, selling really well. I can only, again, eyeballing it, about 15 of them left. So mm. that is so exciting for me. I, you know, even though it is a small crowd, just over 100 people, I cannot wait to see Strong with some fans in the house. Yeah. I mean, I think that was the only the, the only element that was needed in a small studio, so it should be noisy and really feel like that old tiny wrestling. I I I I'm I better see some super J cast paraphernalia, you know, somebody with a t shirt. I'll tell you what, wear a t shirt at these fucking tapings, or you bring a sign, Signs. or you bring a sign. Yeah, yeah. If you bring a sign with any reference to the super J cast, and you you direct message us, I'll I'll make it worth your time. How about that? I'll make it worth your fucking time. Uh, if 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 that fact, if that gets carried, it'll be edited. I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, if you can make it, if you can make it on tape with a uh, Super Jcast T-shirt or a sign, I will, I will, I will give you something uh, to okay. make it worth your while. I will say this, Damon. I, when I was looking at this news article on the New Japan website, it's it did say uh, critically acclaimed 
New Japan Strong. I mean, that's us, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I am the critic that is acclaiming it, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who else? Show us a bit of love. Yeah, that's, it's really us. Like, we, I mean, there's live shows for a fucking reason. You're welcome. I mean, not for nothing. I, th- I really feel like uh, you, you, you not only drive that boat, you fucking built the boat. You built the boat. Uh, I am Noah. It's, it's Joel's <laughs> Ark, and I'm taking the New Japan fans two at a time to to Strong. This is great. This is fantastic. Let me ask you this. Uh, Elliot says, when Strong finally gets in front of a live crowd, which wrestlers will be the most beloved by the fans? Uh, I can <laughs> see uh, Clark Connors and Alex Coglin getting over very, very well with a live crowd, personally. Yeah. I think Rosser will, will, will do just fine. Um I'll tell you what, if they do the traditional New Japan, you know, that Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, people are going to get fucking hyped. Again, I think people are just so excited to see some live pro wrestling. Um, A lot of these people haven't seen it in a year, over a year. Um, Yeah, I mean, they're... uh, Here's... on paper, this is a fantastic show. Like for for like, if you to, not to grill them on soon this, but if, if you put this show just about anywhere, it would do well. People would be excited. The idea of of people being there is going to put this over the top, and I think we're going to be talking about this show for a long time. I really do. Like, I just think this this has the opportunity to be one of those. I don't. I'm not going to say crowd takes over the show type of events but the crowd is going to help like it's going to be you know how like g1 in dallas where okada and tanahashi main event and for a good three or four minutes the crowd was just on their feet cheering for what they were seeing i I think we're going to have something of that element you know what i mean i think the crowd is going to be so fucking hyped they're going to cheer everything. I don't give a, I don't give a shit what it is, what they put out there. They're going to go bonkers for it. Um, but it's going to be one of those things where people are going to help elevate this show to a new level. Yep, absolutely. I believe that. All right, well, moving over to news in uh, the Japan side of New Japan, we have announced a pre-show Rambo match for the KOPW oh. Trophy at Wrestle Grand Slam in Tokyo Dome. And I like this, Damon. I think this is the right spot for KOPW. I'm glad to see the Rambo coming back again. And, yeah, I, I always look forward to it. So I thought they did a good job with it at uh, Wrestle Kingdom earlier this year. It's a f- perfectly fine spot for Yano and his his antics. So, um, yeah, I'm into this. Um, I like the Rambos when we go uh, to Wrestle Kingdoms. I always did, en- do, did enjoy those. Um because it's always the best part of those shows, though. I mean, of, of those that that match is who's coming out next. You know, what I mean, that is the best part. So I don't know. Maybe they throw in a couple surprises. Who knows? But yeah, I, I mean, I guess you're right in the sense that if we're gonna do it, this is probably the spot, time, and way to do it. So yeah, it should be fun. Again, just seeing who comes out next and surprises. Give me a surprise. Give me a name that you think there's a possibility of saying them. Um, Jushin Thunder Liger. <laughs> I just make everything if anyone from another Japanese, maybe get someone from Gleet. Oh, ah. I, I know I mentioned it last time. Let's let's throw L Lindemann in there. Big fan of his. Yeah. All 
Not going to happen, but it will be cool. <laughs> so he comes out, everyone gets hyped on Twitter, and then he gets eliminated <laughs> in like 30 seconds by right. Chase Owens. <laughs> Fucking awesome, actually. I would pap. All right. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, and that that is uh, Tokyo Dome. Tokyo Dome. Tokyo. Are we talking? Are we going to talk about Tokyo and... Their issues are, uh, are we just fucking over it and they're going to figure yeah, it out? Yeah, well, state of emergency, whatever. I'm, I'm bored of talking about it, whatever. Yeah. Is it going to make a difference? We're going to have a bunch of people clapping politely, whether there's 5,000, 10,000 people clapping. I don't, right. I don't care. I don't give a shit. So I'm hand-waving that one. Uh, another bit of news here. G1 Climax 31 has been confirmed. So it's going to start on September 18th and 19th, doubleheader in Osaka. Uh, the A block final will be at Yokohama Budokan on the 18th of October, and it will conclude on October 20th and 21st at the Nippon Budokan. So, just interesting there that they're not having the final three shows all at the same venue; that they're splitting it between two venues. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if logistics had a had a issue with you know logistics. I mean, maybe the buildings were, but I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, it does seem weird, right? Does seem weird. Um, September through October, okay. And they didn't give out any other other dates, like any other cities, right? To just the start and the end, right? Uh, they did. They did list some other cities. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did not copy and paste them into my notes. Okay, no problem. But I'm sure they're the, you know your usuals, but we don't have uh, all that. Philadelphia was not on that list, was it, Joel? I just, just uh, no, I neither was uh, Pyongyang <laughs> or Bangkok. No, no uh, surprises, I'm afraid. All right. All right. Listen. No, that was it. That was just me. That was just me <laughs> just dotting off. Listen. <laughs> I didn't listen. Uh, but, all right. Uh, Should we talk about some uh, wrestling that happened then? The oh. uh, Kizuna Road shows from last week, Thursday, July 1st at uh, Tokyo Korakuen Hall. Uh, let's get straight to the third match. So, some matches to pipe up the Never Six Man Championship feud. Special singles match. Yoshihashi defeated Hiroyoshi Tenzan in 14 minutes, 30 seconds with a bus fire lock. And I was very happy to go on New Japan World and find uh, English commentary for these shows from Kevin Kelly. Much appreciated there. Uh, I like this one. I did just the, a little touch, the little slap at the start. Yoshihashi giving Tenzan a slap around the face. This tells us, I think, everything we need to know about this new and improved Yoshihashi. You know, he's laying in the forearms and the chops much harder than he used to. He really let up Tenzan's chest in this match. And I always enjoy Tenzan like, ah, shit, ah, shit, as he's getting thrown into the barricade. Uh, I still wish he wasn't using the Mongolian chops. That does irk me. Every time he does one, I'm like, oh, that's... Yeah. You, you had a deal with Great Okan and you've reneged on that and that is bad. You are a bad man. Um, and of course, you know, Tenzan, he is in the twilight of his career for sure, but I, I like the way they work the Anaconda Vice into the match as a, a legitimately dangerous move that could conceivably get a win. Yoshihashi sold it well, you know, scrambling to get to the ropes. And then it just took a quick flurry at the end by Yoshihashi to put him away. I liked having uh, Tenzan trying to power out of the butterfly lock, but just fall back into it and tap out even though uh, the butterfly lock is a bad submission move it's it's bad to look at Damon it's bad to see with your eyes but uh, a decent match from two professionals they, they know what they're good at they know what they're not good at they got the crowd involved play to their strengths and, and Yoshihashi even selling the shoulder in the next match with an ice pack when he was ringside supporting Goto I thought that was a nice touch as well yeah yeah I've, I mean you think you you go back maybe even two three years ago I think I think it was a uh, a definite that a guy like Tenzan was was pinning Yoshihashi. Um, so it was a nice refreshing change there, right? To see that the uh, that has switched. 
Um, you, you did mention the Mongolian chops, and it did annoy me to no fucking end because I did remember that in the middle of the match. And I'm like, this guy, like, not even this guy. Like, this company has just completely ignored it. <laughs> like, like, it never fucking happened, right? And like, there's not even a tease for it, right? It's not even like, oh, I'm going to do it. And the ref's like, no, 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 you can't do it. And, he, you know, like, I didn't even see that. It was just, oh. Why do they? Kevin, Kevin Kelly saying, no, it's not the Mongolian chop. It's the Korakuen clubs. Like, pull okay. the other one, Kevin. Don't piss <laughs> in my pockets and tell me it's raining. Come on. His monitor went out. Uh, they, yeah. Well, let me. Uh, I'm, I, I'm not going to say it anymore. I'm just going to ask the question instead of asking if I can ask a question. Uh, you uh, would you rather have a countless years of Tenzan pump faking the chops and being reprimanded and him being like, oh, so frustrated, like, oh, what am I going to do? And you would have that for years. Or they just completely dropped it. What would you rather have? Um, hmm, I would. I think about it. What I was hoping after he lost the Mongolian chops is I thought there was going to be a, a, an imminent retirement match. I thought he was going to you know hang his boots up. There'd be one final blow off match. You know, maybe a tag match like Tenkozy against Empire or something like that, and that would be it. Where they they would play into that or something, but um. I don't care now. That's the problem. They, they put this stipulation, which I thought was cool at the time, and I don't care what they do. So there's your answer. Yeah. Right. So I'd rather them drop it. Right. So, so again, speculation, because that's what we love to do here. Maybe you were right in the sense of that was the plan. And maybe they were like, you know, we might need you because we don't have enough bodies here with the uh, situation with the COVID-19. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to pretend this never happened because we need you, right? Um, you you might be right that that was, was the planned way they were going. Um, and they, they had to put the brakes on it. Let's move on to the fourth match, which was Satoshi Kojima defeating Hiroki Goto in 15 minutes, 11 seconds with... The strongest arm lariat. Um, we got angry Gotto here. He is rapidly approaching angry dad territory for me. Um, not necessarily in a bad way, but that's just the vibe he's given off. Uh, there was a nice tactical element here with Gotto trying to take out Koji's lariat arm. Um, you know, not dissimilar to the previous match, actually. You know, setting up this narrative where the dads, they're not as fast or, or as strong as they used to be, but they've got one big move, and that move is to be feared and respected. And so this, you know, obviously it was the lariat for Kojima here. He had to improvise and use his left arm at moments in this match. And then eventually uh, a bit of hubris from Goto. He tried to go lariat to lariat with uh, Kojima, but he got turned inside out with the, the strongest arm for the loss. And you don't see Goto bump like that very often. So uh, that was a, a cool finish there. And I, I'm just happy in general to see Kojima getting in some singles matches this year. You know, he had his Kenta match at Wrestle Kingdom, the Osprey match at New Beginning, the work he's doing in the States. Um... Your thoughts on the match? What do you think of Goto taking the L here? Uh, yeah, I thought the match was good, and that that was, the, I think, the thing. Like you figured, somebody's going to take a fall, right? Um, and truth be told, I thought I, you know, if you put a gun to my head, I would have said Yoshihashi. Um, I saw, so I was a little bit surprised that it was Goto who was from Chaos was the guy who lied. But then, if you think about it, like, well, I mean. I don't know. You could have gone the other way in the, in the quote main event. Um, I don't know. I was a little bit surprised. 
I, 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 I didn't think Goto was, would be the guy to lie down. Um, I, I think right now, Hiroki Goto is the guy that is most jarring of how far we've fallen. And I say that knowing full well that he is a guy that's helped elevate meaningless titles and the company's, you know, the way it's been booked, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But man, like to me, of all those guys, I mean, Ishii too, uh, but but Goto Moore is a guy who is, I think, swinging below where I think he should be. Does that make sense? Like he, it feels like he's a guy that is so lost with this company that he has to be where he is. <laughs> you know, he like he has to be here because there we just have nothing else for the guy. Like with the dads, it makes sense. Okay, there's plenty of things that they can do, and it seems like they come in and out and challenge. Um, and even Ishi, to a certain degree, the same way, even more. Um, Yoshihashi were now elevating, but then you got Goto, who's this just what do we what like he has to be here because there's what else could you possibly fucking do with this guy? Um, that's that's that is alarming to me that they haven't figured out what to do with Hiroki Goto yet. I agree with you in principle, like, I think he's a really good wrestler and could be doing a lot more in this company but at the same time I'm not going to complain because I think the work he's doing for the never openweight six man titles has been tremendous and having uh, a quality wrestler like him holding one of those titles is doing a lot to elevate the quality of matches and and the prestige of those belts so I'm not going to knock it too much even though he could be doing more so um, I think it's a decent spot for him at the, I mean I'm mean, just thinking it this way like whoever's laying out the, the finishes is thinking right well one of you three has got to lose one of these singles matches and got to just like yeah I'll lose I don't care you know he just yeah. he strikes him as a guy who just doesn't doesn't give a shit at this point and, and again not in a bad way but I don't think he, he doesn't strike me as a sort of person with a massive ego who would really be, be bothered about that sort of stuff because he's uh like I said before, he's got that big dad energy. He's got his you know, uh, lovely family at home. That's that's what I think he looks looks forward to every day. He's not really probably fussed right. about uh, putting over a, a legend like Kojima in a, a singles match at Korakuen Hall. Right, and 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 no one's complaining about that. To be clear, you know what I mean. Like that's that. You know, if 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 he's if any if, you know if anybody's going to lie down, it, it can be him, um, especially against him. I don't know. Just weird to say. I just, I just, I just think there's so much more. I guess, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's 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 a a, a a situation where it's like you know what? I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I'm content. You know, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm getting paid to do it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, and, maybe and let's applaud him for being an important part of the. Uh, oh yeah. Resurgence of of this division. Um, let's move on to the main event. A special singles match. Tomohiro Ishii defeating Yuji Nagata in 22 minutes, 20 seconds with a vertical drop. Brainbuster. I, I hate to say it. I hate to oh. say it, but this is the first match uh, for me for ages where the clap crowd thing really got to me. Because I think, you know, coming off the back of watching that England-Denmark game in, you know, Wembley Stadium erupting and, you know, you're seeing dynamite popping off in front of fans and then tuning into these guys, like, battering each other 
to mostly yeah. silence and some light applause. Like that was tough. I, I, I try to disregard it most of the time because I feel it's not really providing analysis to mention it. Like we all know it's there. We all know it's bad, but it was really notable here. But uh, you know, in spite of that, it was a really good match. Had a bit of everything. You know, you, you, you ball-headed bravado, the hard strikes, the big top rope suplexes. We had some submissions, some slaps, some fighting spirit spots. It's uh, you know, it's like baby's first New Japan match, isn't it? So not a great deal of nuance or depth, but two uh, two fun, grizzly, fighty boys having a party out there. Good stuff. You know, you consider what was being asked of both of those guys to not only have this singles match and then followed up, you know, with the actual tag match is pretty amazing if, if you think about it, considering... The age of these guys, and again, they're all in great shape. Don't get me wrong, but again, that that has to be in the back of people's minds. Of you know, Ishii's what 46, 45, 46, a mid mid to late forties. Let's 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 put it that way, right? Yuji Nagata, you know, he's he's right there. I mean. I, I the age factor has to play a huge factor in this. Has to play a huge factor in this. Joel just sent me a text message, by the way. Uh, I can't hear you, right? So hopefully he can hear me now because I did have uh, a button push that was muted. Yes. Joel, can you hear I can me? Hear you now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but I heard none of your analysis about uh, Ishii versus Nakatoma, right? Well, it was. A, a, I was harping on the fact that these two gentlemen, again, Ishii, forty-five years old, right, born in nineteen seventy-five, Yuji Nagata, you know, pushing fifty. It feels like uh, they were asked a lot. Not only the singles match, but then the follow it up with the, with the with the never tag. I mean, we're asking the, this is this is the work of twenty. Damon, 53. yeah, yeah. So we're asking these two guys to okay go out there and main event a show again, clap crowd and 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 they gave it their all, and then follow that up with oh by the way we need you you know night later to uh, put on this fucking never six man title match uh, and make that great too right. Can you can can you do that for us, guys? Forty six and fifty three or whatever you say. You know what I mean? Like that's saying something. Uh, you're asking them to be twenty year olds. You're asking them to push back time. And I yeah. thought they I mean, did. These are two, sorry to interrupt, but you know these legends, two legends being asked to go out in front of a crowd of like two hundred ninety people, a clap right. crowd, not even three hundred people in Corican Hall, and. Can you can you guys beat the shit out of each other, please? <laughs> right. You, you expect any other wrestler to be like, what, in front of three hundred people? Fuck off, you know. You know, we'll we'll go through the motions. You know, twelve minute match, a few rest holds, and then take it home. But nope, yeah, not, here, not these guys. No, and and again, they're they. It's not like these guys are. All right, you know, they're nineteen years old and they're trying to make a name for, for themselves. So they're going to go out there in front of those three hundred people to to just put on a fucking bangers to to get jobs or get more work you know so that's not it these guys are established in this company you know they're 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 literally grandfathered in uh, yeah they don't they didn't they that was the one thing that just rang in my head was like these guys 
do not have to do all this. And yet they were obviously asked to do this. And they knew the role that they had to play on these shows. 200 fucking people in Cork and Hall. But they're sitting on their hands because they have to. And they're going out there and doing that shit. And then again, going out there and having a really good never six-man match. You know, but let's let's show some appreciation for these guys. Because uh, it would have been very easy for them to be like, yeah, you know what, you know, let's do 10. You know, grab an arm bar, grab a headlock. Whoop, you know. and, and which, to be fair, is historically has been the case with the never six-man titles. It's been there, you know, just... Uh, right. You know, let's, let's phone it in. <laughs> T-shirt, Kenny. Blah blah blah. Right, right. I mean, that's. I mean, uh, once again, that shows the professionalism of those guys. Number one, and number two, uh, it shows the fact that you know, at the very least, I mean, it, it takes the company to to help elevate a title, no doubt. But it also takes the people holding them to elevate a title. Because, again, I'll, I'll say it for the 400th time now, they could have taken, I don't want to say a night off, but they certainly could have done a lot less than what they did here um, in this singles match. And, again, as, as we kind of blend into the, the tag match, um, I, you got to tip, tip your cap to them. That's, 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 I think they went above and beyond what I would have expected from – a 50-plus-year-old and a guy in his mid to late 40s who probably, and let's, both of them, body-wise, the, the fucking miles that they've put on their bodies over the years, they're probably the equivalent of a 70-year-old going out there and doing what they did. God bless them. God fucking bless them. And that led us to uh, Friday, July the 2nd, the uh, next Kizuna Road show, again at Korakuen Hall. We'll skip straight to the main event here. Fifth match, never openweight six-man tag team championship match with the champions, the chaos team of Yoshihashi, Ishii, and Goto defeating the challengers, the third generation, Nagata, Kojima, Tenzan. So it was Goto who got the pinfall over Kojima after 26 minutes, 50 seconds, following a GTR. So... Again, I love the fact that the singles match has built up some little narratives going into this match. For example, uh, Koji's Lariat, uh, the Butterfly Lot, the Anaconda Vice, they're all set up the previous night as dangerous, game-changing moves uh, that played into the match here, of course. And, and I felt the, the little mini-feuds between the, the three pairings were all escalated well here. There was real intensity, you know, particularly to the Yoshihashi Tenzan Chop Exchange. They, they were laying it in even harder than they had the previous night. And uh, last time I, I praised this Chaos team for working on some really smooth uh, double-team, triple-team moves. And now we're building on that by having guys like Kojima and Nagata escape and reverse some of them, which is really effective in building up your expectations, subverting them in, in little ways to get over your challenges. Because the the challengers in the Never Six Man division, they don't have that luxury. They don't have the back catalogue of big matches to build up signature team spots. But this Chaos right. team do. So you can put together uh, a little headcanon of the DAG team, you know, staying up at night in their hotel, watching tape on the Chaos team, planning their counters. And the DAG team themselves, they had an interesting dynamic there. They had uh, Tenkoji as the experienced tag team. They know each other. They had some team moves. And then Nagata is like the third man, dare I say even the third wheel, who wasn't linking up as smoothly. He's just getting tagged into brawl with Ishii. And it all made sense. Like It was interesting that 
these matches uh, are usually built around Yoshihashi, especially at Korakuen Hall, but it was like a mini uh, 24-hour redemption for uh, Hiroki Goto, who figured out how to count with the strongest arm, get the win for his team, which he doesn't do very often for this uh, trio's team. So well done to him. And uh, after the match, we had Evil attacking Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, he was a match with Ishii. So there you go. Well, what did you think of the match? Match was good. And again, it all the stories that led up to the the title defense with Godo losing, taking the fall, getting the win here, uh, and and looking strong and powerful, and you know there were times where him, you know, it, it it didn't really feel like he was in a whole hell of a lot of peril, um, in helping carry the team. Look, what is it? Twenty seven straight wins for them, or twenty eight? That I hear, or something along. Chris Sampson, we need to get on the horn with Chris. To get our uh, stats, uh, <laughs> stats. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's like again, these are guys that evil aside. <laughs> and and truth be told, I can't necessarily say I'm looking forward to evil Tomohiro Ishii. But okay, great. Um, these guys have done a remarkable job of giving themselves something to do, giving people who, again, need something to do, something to do, and making it feel important. Um, I loved this build. I loved this, I, I don't know if I would call it a feud, but I loved everything about this program uh, for this pocket of time between these two teams. Loved it. Um, I'm gonna. It's gonna be a sad day when they lose these titles. Uh, it, it's gonna be a sad day because I don't know if, and I don't know if 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 anybody was like, okay, yes, we give chaos these titles and we're gonna be where we are with these titles. But whoever gets these things next has, they have they have some work to do to maintain the pace. Uh, that this team is set. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much more we can praise the the way that these titles and this team has elevated these titles and elevated themselves in the process. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be a sad day when they drop them. Sad day. Yeah, agreed. Um, I also want to touch base on the first two matches on this show, which were... Kota Ibushi defeating Yota Suji in 12 minutes, 10 seconds, and Shingo Takagi defeating Yuya Uemura in 11 minutes, 3 seconds. So this was uh, sort of bonus matches added on to the end of these Young Lions gauntlet series. And uh, Jay Michael for Voices of Wrestling wrote a tremendous piece uh, on VOW, analysing each match uh, from Uemura and Suji throughout this gauntlet and giving his thoughts and analysis. So definitely strongly recommend you check that out. And I thought it was interesting. Ibushi was wearing his Tokyo Dome trunks for, for both guys um, that he wore on the 4th and the 5th of January. I don't know what more to say at this point. Uh, Yota Suji, he's really good. He's ready. Get him out of the black trunks. Uh, into my bed. No, <laughs> seriously. Hey! Like, I, I hear uh, Suji, he may be enjoying a, an English roast beef and mustard sandwich soon. So uh, watch this space. Um, Uemura versus Shingo. Very, very good match. You know, we got the IWGP champion in there going 
toe-to-toe with a young lion and given him a lot. And I think it says a lot about both men, you know, the, the versatility and selflessness of Shingo and the esteem in which the company and Shingo hold Uemura. I mean, the notable thing here, of course, the little breadcrumbs at the end, Uemura grasping yeah. for that title yeah. belt and Shingo dangling it in his face. You know, to me, that is, that's the ironclad seal of approval that yep. you, Uemura, is going to be the guy. Uh, so, yeah, well, what do you make of both guys, Damon? Quick thoughts. I mean, look, we know the next steps. We know that they're ready and and probably beyond ready. Um, yes, the rumblings that that everyone is hearing are the same rumblings and facts of they're on their way. Excursion time. And yeah, I, I don't think that there was any uh, just, oh, willy-nilliness about the fact of Shingo pointing that belt right at him and holding it right in front of his face and basically saying, I mean, the the uh, uh, producers uh, time-stamped that video, right, for future video packages uh, for editing uh, because, again, you, you nailed it. It's a breadcrumb. It's there. I mean, it's a very obvious breadcrumb, but I think it's very telling of the fact that uh, – the next time you see uh, these guys come back, big things are planned. And uh, and I don't think anybody has a problem with that at all. I don't think anyone has a problem with that at all. Now, again, let's go back in time. We've talked many times about young lions and excursions and stuff like that. I'm, again, I'm not going to bring up Quato. I'm not going to bring that up. But, again, it's not every time we get a home run. Not every time we get... Uh, a a a perfect run back from excursion. In fact, a lot of times they're middle of the road. Sometimes they win. Sometimes it wins. Some, you know, it, it, it 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 it's it's a win. Sometimes it's not. I would be shocked, absolutely shocked, if these guys don't come back. And again. We're talking major stars. We're talking future Mount Rushmores. We're talking we're talking Tokyo Dome main events. I think that's I think that is the expectation. And that's and here's the thing. That's a lot to put on someone to be like, okay, you know, you, you <laughs> get ready for big things and don't fuck it up. Uh and fingers crossed, you know, there's a lot of things that can go wrong in that process. But know that this company, <laughs> they're looking at those two guys and saying to themselves, okay, we got ourselves we got ourselves the next five, ten years invested in these two kids. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing slab packs from arenaclub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show and there's a random innocuous 
round bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you, you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying oh, hey look at some random cards or whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network what's going on guys this is rich from the flagship podcast here on the voice of wrestling podcast network if i could have a moment of your time i'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors eufy video lock eufy video lock is a smart lock a 2k camera and a doorbell all three in one offering you triple security so you can have everything in one device rather than installing many pieces on your front door but it's not just for security the eufy video lock is also for convenience no more concerns about losing keys and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated cameras. Some other great features we love about the Eufy Video Lock is it is easy to install and set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Keyless entry, no more fumbling for keys when your hands are full. You never have to worry about kids losing keys or passing among renters. You also have 0.3 second, 0.3 second fingerprint recognition and one second unlocking again 0.3 seconds it's going to recognize your fingerprints and in one second it's going to unlock and with the ai self-learning chip embedded the more you use it the more accurate it will be also no battery anxiety you have a rechargeable battery in there that could last around four months and you will get a low battery notification before it runs out a passcode unlocking a remote control with the 2k clear sight see who's at your door and control from anywhere through the Eufy app. With enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. You can also secure your package delivery by view and two-way audio. And then best of all, no monthly fee. A bunch of other brands out there are going to charge you a monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and you never have to pay for storage. Customer service, Eufy's got you handled as well. They are on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty all backed 
by their professional customer service team. Contact them anytime by telephone, email, or live chat. Personally, as a homeowner, I love my Eufy video lock. I have the ability to see what's going on when I'm not home, when packages have has arrived, and, and really the thing I love the most about it, the ease of being able to lock and unlock my doors without having to fumble with my keys and reach in my pocket or wait, no, crap, they're in my backpack, all that sort of stuff. All this is happening while my dogs are barking at me. You know what? Not anymore with the Eufy video lock. I touch it. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. One second. Door is unlocked. Much, much easier. So if you want to jump on board with Eufy Video Lock, search Eufy Video Lock. That is E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Again, that's Eufy Video Lock. E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. I'm going to ask you two questions, please, Damon. Uh, first of all, do you think both or, or one or either of these guys holds the IWGP heavyweight title in the future? And if so, in which year do you think they first Ooh. win it? And then my second question would be, could you give both of these guys a, a letter grade, uh, which is something J. Michael did in his piece. So what grade would you give both guys for this uh, gauntlet of matches they've had? For the gauntlet, I mean, the gauntlet matches, here's what the gauntlet matches did. Uh, and I'll give the letter grade. Uh, I'll give a B for each, right? I'm going to give a B for each. Um, I, I, but I think what what this did was it gave them singles matches and time to get comfortable in the ring. And I know that many people have mentioned it, but you could see the, the, the progression for both guys kind of lose the nerves maybe or or lose whatever like as there were more matches they became more comfortable um so i think i think it's unfair to be like one guy was better than the other because i don't think that's the case uh but i think they these were solid pro wrestling matches that captive that captivated people right captivated captivated an audience to to care that's the most important thing. Simple pro wrestling works every single time, and this was proof of that. So B. Um, champions, I mean, look, if, if if they spend a year away, right? So it is 21. Let's say they come back in 23, okay? Let's say, let's say they come back in 23. Then I don't think either of them come back and instantly win world title i think there's got to be a, a build they're, they're not coming back and they're not going to be okada right um so 23 they come back i would say 20 25 and i think both of them eventually will hold the title eventually i think i don't i don't see why not but 2025 I would say would be my that's that's when you start looking at okay main eventing Tokyo Domes and shit like that 2025. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. Uh Dan says was the 2021 Kizuna Road Tour the best one in years? Usually it's a filler between best of super juniors and G1, but all the matches felt meaningful this year. I would say sort of between the uh, young lion stuff and the never six man stuff it is yeah, one of the more memorable ones and it's shone a light on um, maybe a, a, a part of New Japan that doesn't get enough love. So 
uh, yeah, I would say it's been a good one. I mean, it's been good. I, I, I mean, truth be told, I can't sit here and tell you what were, were previous ones, right? Like, I don't know what we're comparing it to. Um, it can't be I'll anything. So, two things I can remember historically from Kizuna Road. One, I remember there being a really good Hiromu versus Despi junior title match where mm. Despi's got his mask pulled off. And if good. I remember correctly, a really good Elgin and Goto match for the uh, Never title. Do you remember that one? Mm. I mean, I, I mean, I remember it happening, but I don't remember things about it. But yeah, that might be a rewatch if I'm bored one day. I'll tell you what, Elgin okay. had a Elgin had a decent run in New Japan. I really, I mean, I, I think Elgin had a had a decent run in New Japan. Yeah, I was always a fan of his in ring work. Um, I know he was uh, a lot of people weren't, and I saw. Quite a divisive uh, character, it's fair to yeah. say, but just j- judging strictly on the in-ring, I was always entertained by uh, his output. I thought there was a nice catalogue of bangers there. And, uh, yeah. Everyone talks about that Naito match at it was New Beginning 2017. That's a really good one. And there, there are other really quality matches out there. So um, let us move on to uh, previewing Summer Struggle in Sapporo. So that will kick off on this Saturday, July the 10th in Hokkaido. So first match we got uh, Master Wato and Kota Ibushi. Uh, take, uh, teaming up to take on Yuya Uemura and Yotosuji. Second match, we've got Yo and Ishii against Dick Togo and Evil. So again, maybe laying some seeds for that Ishii versus Evil single shoe that's coming up. Third match, we have the return of Rocky Romero in Japan. Yeah. Uh, Ryusuke Taguchi and Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on ELP, Yujiro and Kenta. So uh, I wonder if we will see the um, reuniting of the mega coaches taking on the junior tag division that would be good because i think mega coaches uh, rocky and taguchi are a really underrated team i thought they were, they were tremendous for the uh, tag work that they've done in the new japan junior tag division and yeah of course kenta back here as well so kenta just judging on this match maybe he's going to be working with tanahashi who knows fourth match we've got Sho and okada against great okan and jeff cobb so we've got the empire back Fifth match, we've got Bushi, Shingo, Sanada, Naito against Doki, Kanemaru, Zack, and Taichi. Main event, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. El Desperado defending against Taiji Ishimori. There's uh, two really good interviews on New Japan World. Short, but very good, with both these guys, Ishimori and Desperado, which I would recommend people checking out. And they're talking about what inspires them, what motivates them, what, what things they're envious of, of their... Uh, opponents. I think they've got really interesting chemistry in terms of the two characters there and uh, Desperado talking about some of his uh, sort of insecurities, some of the things that he, he thinks he's lacking compared to uh, Ishimori. So that was a really interesting watch. I would recommend people check this out. So uh, what are your expectations going into Despi versus Ishimori? I mean, uh, I, look, good at, at is, is my ceiling, you know, as it, not my ceiling, but my bar, so to speak, right? I think everybody expects at least a good match. I think it'd be pretty great. You're giving them, giving them the main event slot. I think they'll go out there and have a great match, right? Main event the show, close it out. Uh, title change. Speaking of speaking, speaking of closing, Damon. Well, yeah, you said title change. There, I think we may see the return of Mister Hiromu Takahashi at right. the end of this match. So. Okay. If I were a betting man, I would say Despi retains because he was playing up that in in the interviews that he thinks Ishimori is actually better than him. So I think he he gets that monkey off his back. He proves he's the better man there. Then Hiromu comes out and challenges him, and then we get Hiromu versus Despi 
for the junior title at Tokyo Dome. That's where I think we're going. Yeah, it's the money match, right? That's I think that's if, if you're looking at the juniors situation, that's that's probably the best on paper, right? That's 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 where we're going. And I would agree. I would agree. Good good work. Yep. And that will take us to night two of Summer Struggle in Sapporo, Sunday, July 11th in Hokkaido. So we're opening with uh, Uemura and Sho against Kanemaru and Desperado. Rocky, Toguchi and Ishii against El Fantasmo, Ishimori and Evil. So again, I, I think that is telegraphing mega coaches challenging Eoki and Ishimori title. for the junior titles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Third match, we've got Yotsuji and Tanahashi against Yujiro and Kenta. So again, I think huh. we're laying some groundwork there for Tanahashi against Kenta and possibly a singles feud. Uh, fourth match, we got Yo and Okada against Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. So it looks like Okada might be feuding with either Okan or Jeff Cobb. Uh, fifth match, we have Master Wato and Kota mm-hmm. Ibushi against Bushi and Shingo Takagi. So you know, a little, little taster there of our upcoming uh, IWGP World Heavyweight title match at the Dome. Main event here, sick match, IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. The champions, Dangerous Techers, Zack Zaber Jr. and Taichi, with their first defense against the LIJ team of Sanada and Tetsuya Naito. So, uh, oh. interesting. Well, actually, you know, first of all, what do you think of this match? Are you, are you excited for it? Do you think yeah. it was a title change? Um, I don't necessarily need to see a title change. I don't necessarily need to see it, but... Again, I am the I am the guy that is okay. If we're not dropping the title here, then we're dropping the title here, right? Uh, so imagine that a Sonata Naito tag team champions. To me, that sounds really sexy. Ah, I, I I would dig that. That that would feel. That would feel exciting, different, and this is what we always have wanted: was like a like to take these tag titles and let's be truthful. Two thousand and twenty-one is the year of the tag titles, right? I mean, this company has done more to elevate their tag title situation than they have in in years. Not just these, but again, we just talked about the Never Six Man's. Right? I think I think this is a fantastic main event. I think it'll be super fun. And yeah, what the fuck? Let's do it. Let's 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 change some titles. Naito Sonata. I'm in. I, I, I like the idea of it. I like the idea of it. Let's do it. Well, first of all, I'm really looking forward to the match. I think all four of these guys have got great chemistry, so and I'm looking forward to seeing Taichi and Naito lock up again. Uh, Sonata and Zach, I think, have got great chemistry as well. Um, Naito and Zach have got really good chemistry. I yeah. haven't seen a great deal between Sonata and Taichi, but I just think just with, with the personalities involved and the, you know, the quality of the wrestlers involved, this is going to be really, really good. They're going to get plenty of time. It's in Taichi's hometown, Sapporo, so I think Dangerous Tech is going to retain here because, uh, well, firstly, it's his hometown. Secondly... Taichi has been talking a lot about this Tokyo Dome defense that he is eyeing up over the horizon and saying that he wants to defend against Tawe and Kawada. Now, obviously, he's not going to be defending against Tawe and Kawada, but I did <laughs> see a cheeky little tweet appearing a few days ago saying that he would like to see a challenge from Okada and Tanahashi. So maybe 
we might see at the Tokyo Dome Dangerous Techers against Okada Tanahashi, which I think would be just the 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 cherry on top of the icing on top of the delicious cake that is the uh, IWGP Heavyweight Tag Title scene right now. All right, so you have a choice: Techers versus Okada Tanahashi, or Naito Sanada Okada Tanahashi. I'm taking Tekkers because I think just Naito, Sonata, Okada, Tanahashi sounds like four singles wrestlers thrown together. Whereas okay. I think having the dangerous Tekkers, uh, unity and cohesion and, and camaraderie there elevates it to be something else. Something there is something to be said about that. Yep, I agree. I agree. When you have tag teams fighting for tag team titles, it does... Yeah, I, I okay, I'm, I'm with you. And they deserve um, it. You know, Dangerous Techers does such great work with uh, elevating the, the tag division and the tag titles over the last year or so. I think they are well worth uh, a big title match at the Dome against uh, a, a top-quality team. All right, so you're saying that these shows are basically setup shows, though, right? I mean, we got two main events, two titles. None of them are changing hands. Uh, yes, yeah, that's the way okay. I'm leaning, and then right. we're looking at a very sexy Tokyo Dome show. If we are all my predictions are uh, coming off, so we would have uh, Ibushi Shingo, we'd have Despi Hiromu, we'd have Dangerous Techers against Okada Tanahashi. So you know, straight off the bat, that's sexy. That's three sexy matches. Yeah, that is that is that is pants fucking down territory, not for nothing. That's uh, huh? I mean, that's a show right there. I mean, who knows how many people are going to be in that fucking building, but at this point, who gives a fuck? But that's a show. Ooh. Speaking of show, maybe we'll have a Gleet match. <laughs> Gleet. Or not. Maybe no, don't no. have a Gleet match. <laughs> Come on, have a Gleet match. Okay. Are we getting any feedback? Is it, it, it again, pronounced Gleet or Greet? Gre- or Greet. Great. Um... I've seen conflicting reports. So oh. I would say pronounce it in whichever way you think is the most uh, amusing to you personally. And uh, I, I like the idea of uh, <laughs> gleet. <laughs> gleet just sound, like, it rolls off the tongue better. I like shit. <laughs> no, I don't know. I tried to watch that match, Joel. I tried yeah, to watch it. So did the... I, but it, I couldn't find it on YouTube anymore. Me neither. We I couldn't talk find about it. it, but uh, we're not going to. So uh, no. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Great. All right. I'm being ridiculous at this point. Uh, what else let's, we got to uh, talk about, Joel? Let's talk about uh, Strong. So we had Fireworks Frenzy. Uh, did you watch Ooh. the old Fireworks Frenzy? We, we had uh, some yeah. interesting matches here. Let's go into it. Uh, Leo Rush defeating Adrian Quest in 8 minutes, 19 seconds with a rush hour. It's a good match. Uh, I think Adrian Quest has got a lot of upside. He's got tons of experience. I'm, I'm just waiting for that breakout match on Strong that will hopefully... You know, let us see that he is someone that's a uh, New Japan worth investing in. Leo Rush, I mean, I always enjoy watching him, but it's a little difficult for me to get too emotionally invested and excited in him, given the whole retirement situation. We do have a question, and he says, Leo Rush mentioned in his promo on the last Strong Show that he'd soon become, quote, the man in Japan. So is there any chance his remaining obligations go into November and December when Best of the Super Juniors is probably running? If not, what would an earlier scenario be for him to head over there? So... Uh, yeah, any thoughts on the match? And also, do you think we will see Leo Rush in Japan this year? Okay, so 
I don't know what his New Japan Pro Wrestling obligations, uh, what that all in, involves, right? So I don't know if it's one date. I don't know if it's 17 dates, whatever. But if we're talking about a guy who's now into November, we're still – like why would you go and be like, all right, I'm retiring, <laughs> and, and you have obligations until November? Again, I don't know if that's the case or not, but doesn't that seem silly to you? Doesn't that seem ridiculous to you? Like, why would you? Why would you announce that you're retiring, and then, but I, but I'm going to be wrestling until at least. Like, what's he doing? Like a, like a, like a Michael Jordan uh, retirement tour? What's going on? Yeah, like, I mean, my sense. inclination is that him saying <clears throat> the congrat, contractual obligations are stateside things with New Japan. Because, yeah, it would be really weird for him to say, I'm retiring, when he knows he's going to be wrestling at a fucking best of Super Juniors later. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, I, he doesn't have a two-year deal. But, I mean, I don't, not that I'm aware of. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean... That, and, and, and here's another thing, too. Like, I'm watching this show, and I'm like, okay, well, okay, here goes, you know, Leo's... You know, looking at the lights tour, we'll call it. And, you know, he gets the win. And I was like, okay, that was weird. Okay, maybe they taped it before. You know, I don't know when they taped it. But it was just like, okay, why would they? I don't know. Something's fishy here, Joel. Something's not adding up to me. Something's, something's not adding how many? How much contractual obligations does he have with New Japan Pro Wrestling? You know what I mean? And here's another thing, too. Since when do they have contractual obligations unless you're signing a deal like a, like a year or two years like do you know of any other contractual obligations another guy has that is literally per date like did they agree upon 20 dates 15 dates I don't know, maybe we. Maybe he just, a way he we just wants handle. to get the dream match with Master Watto done, tick, tick <laughs> off the bucket list, and then he can hang up his boots. I guess maybe, but it's like it just does seem like. like what are we doing? A retirement tour? Like, I don't know. Just doesn't. And, and again, wouldn't you announce that retirement after you're done those dates? Like, what was the purpose of announcing the retirement if he's got 27 more dates to do for New Japan? Does that make any sense to you? Something's fishy, Joel. I don't know. Something's fishy. Uh, second match was Hiko Leo defeating Jordan Clearwater, 7 minutes 44 seconds with a Tongan driver. Uh, I don't have a great deal to say about this one. No. It was okay. Uh, Jordan Clearwater's entrance music makes him seem like a character out of the hit TV show Justified. Uh, that is my analysis for the second match. Uh, third match, Fred Rosser defeating Bateman in 15 minutes 34 seconds with the Rosser Flosion, he's calling his Ooh. finishing move. I thought this uh, match was- Yes, yeah. Uh, this match has been built up really well. I think the little sort of mini feud that was going on between Adrian Quest and Barrett Brown and then Bateman getting involved and then Fred Rosser coming in for backup. It was just, you know, simple stuff, but I liked it a lot. And um, it was a good match. Gave Rosser a chance to showcase his selling and working from the bottom. But I really, I want to see what Fred Rosser can do with an elite top tier yeah. New Japan opponent. You know, because his matches, they're very, you know, they're TV taping matches. They're fine, but I want to see how he fares in a, you know, proper New Japan style match. That's why I mentioned the the Tom Lawler thing earlier. I want to see, you know, big spot against a quality opponent. What is Fred Rosser really capable of? Because I feel like we're kind of scratching the surface with Rosser so far. I would agree a thousand percent with that, Joel. Like I want to see him in a big spot, and 
you know, the Hikaleo feud, I don't know if I would consider that a big spot. Um, yeah, I want to see, you know, I'm going to see a, a 20 plus minute. Let's, let's really go here. Let's really see what you got in the tank. Um, and see where you stand on this roster. I'm going to see where roster stands on the roster. Pretty good, right? <laughs> Stinks. <laughs> That's why we're number one, Joel. Fred, if you're listening, I, I apologize. <laughs> this has been terrible. My my performance on this podcast has been crap. Damon's has been oh! even worse. Just... <laughs> what? How dare you? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But he follows us. He follows us on Twitter now. We're mates. I'm 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 really tempted to um, reach out to Mr. Rosser and ask for an interview because I think he'd be a fascinating person to talk to personally. I tell you what, we don't do many interviews, right? I mean, we could count that on. I hate them. I I hate doing interviews. They really stress me out. I get incredibly nervous and and flustered. Uh, But Fred Rosser is someone that I think would be worth putting myself through that, that trauma for. I hate the technical aspect of it. Like trying to get the, like, I, for whatever reason, every time we bring it up, it's like, I forget how to do it and how we're going to do this, how we're going to record it. And I always, that's that's my biggest panic of this whole thing is the fucking recording. Yeah, I hate it. Where at, the, at the end of the interview, you could be like, you've accidentally not recorded it or you've lost right. the file somehow. And so many things would go wrong. It's just, that's, that's why we don't do it. We don't like that's it. That's why we don't do it. <laughs> we don't like doing them. Um, now, if someone could set up a fail-safe method of us recording these things, we would do more. It, but it's but it's a, um, all right. Here's a trivia question for you: How many name the people that we have interviewed on the Super J Cast? Okay, so Kevin Kelly, correct. Um, Fraser, for correct. I didn't one. think you were going to get that one. Good job uh, by you. Yes, Rocky, Rocky, correct. When he would plug in that nonsense show, right? <laughs> uh, I. Th- that's it. I can't remember. Oh, editor Dan. After editor Dan. Michael Craven. Yep. Yep. Uh, is that it? I think that's it, right? I think, that's it, yeah. I think those are the, the Mount Rushmore of uh, New Japan for wrestling. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 you know that's a that's a select elite crew right there. Kevin Kelly, Rocky Romero, editor Dan, Freeze, who just came, he just went. Um, I was following him on Instagram. Oh, I know, me too. I'm so oh. fucking jealous of the the trips that this guy goes on. Just like absolutely stunning vistas, like the natural landscapes of what is he sort of New Zealand? New Zealand. Oh my goodness. Yeah, New Zealand, Tasmania. Yeah, he was. I mean, he's back now, but he's back in Japan. I want to be Fraser. Yeah. If I could be someone else, oh, I would want to be him. Me too. I mean, he. Here's the thing: he can wear anything, and it looks tremendous. You know what I mean? Like he's got that very thin runner's body and he can wear like a real nice tailored suit. And he's got that full head of hair. He's got that yeah. big smile. Yeah, it's just effortlessly charming. Yep. His wallet weighs more than him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's he's doing all right for himself. He's he's living a life. That guy's living a life. Goes to all those G1 shows. He knows all the good ringside seats. Yeah, he knows knows the wrestlers probably. Uh, you know, hey, yeah, yeah. Doing going out, and he uh, he knows all the good eat spots to eat and drink. Like he knows these little hole in the wall fucking places. Like oh, that's tremendous. Yeah, he's living a life. Every time I see this fucking buggy, 
this this stroller that we got from Akachan Honpo <laughs> on the morning of uh, January 5th, 2020. Yeah. I think of the delicious sukiyaki meal that I missed out on. And <laughs> I want to push that buggy down the <laughs> <down a> hill. <laughs> not with a baby in it. But... No, of course not. Uh, yeah, you look at it with a little disgust. I mean, t- uh, Joe, I, I don't want to rub. I don't want to rub salt in the wound. To this day, show you sauce in the wound. <laughs> to this day, me and Cheryl talk about that fucking meal and that day, just being this whirlwind of fun and being whisked away in this little back room in this grand hotel, uh, and the, the guys from Post Wrestling and Hanare, and uh, it was just such a wonderful ex- dining experience. Of food, you, you wouldn't be able to do it. Get Hanare, uh, Empire. So. Aaron Hanare, as we're calling him now, these days, he'd, he'd dunk your head in the, the tsukiyaki, wouldn't he? He'd, he'd be <laughs> knocking your drinks over. So treasure that memory, Damon. Yeah, I'll tell you. More innocent I, time. You know, I, I, got, I, got, I just remember him. He, 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 you know, he was weighing his food. Like, he, he's very diligent with his diet. But it was all protein. I mean, he, he had nothing to fucking worry about. But, yeah, it was like, oh, such a fun day. I, we missed you. That was one. That was one day where I was like, "Oh, he should be here. He should be here." But listen, sometimes, sometimes you got to get that stroller, Joel, <laughs> in the middle of Tokyo on vacation. I want Esther to listen to this one day and know the sacrifices that her father right. had made to <laughs> transport her slightly more conveniently from point A to point B. Right. Right. Oh, what a life we live. What a fucking life we live. Christ almighty. Right. Okay, uh, next week on Strong, we have the Road to Tag Team Turbulence. Uh, DKC versus Barrett Brown. Alex Coglin Challenge Match Series continues against PJ Black. And main event, really tasty one here, Rocky Romero against Josh Alexander. So, again, I'm a massive Josh Alexander fan. I'm really encouraged by the amount of times I'm seeing him pop up on Strong. Really hope they can work out a deal with him in the future. And yeah, uh, main event here, Rocky against Alexander should be great, I think. Yeah, very good. Very good, then. And you nailed it. I mean, I know we've been told to tranquilo, but uh, it would be nice if we lock some some of these guys down. Just saying, let's lock some people down. All right, well, let's uh, get into some questions then. We have one question from the Discord this week from Dr. Poodle Papa, who Who? says, uh, Dr. Poodle Papa, and he says, Sports Damon, hot take. Who is the premier Japanese athlete? Because he's got Okada or Shohei Otani of the Los Angeles Angels. And uh, Dr. Poodle Papa has included a link to Otani Hitting a baseball through the roof yeah. of the friggin' Tokyo Dome. Have you seen this yeah. statement? I have seen that before. Yes, uh, Otani is a fucking beast. And let me let me explain something to you, Joel. So this is a guy. Now in Major League Baseball, professional baseball, pitchers are a very uh, um, what's what I'm looking for. Uh, it's a, it's a very singular skill in that they throw the ball and that's it. So they're not known for their fielding. They're not certainly not known for their hitting. In fact, they're usually like just absolute shit when it comes to hitting. This guy leads. I think, I think he currently leads the league in home runs, right? He's also a pitcher. So he'll play like the outfield, but he'll also pitch and he's dominant as a pitcher this year. 
So the league has not seen anything like this guy in ever, right? It, it, you know, just ever. Like he is dominant on pitching and a dominant hitter. Like he's going to be the All-Star game has um, um, a home run hitting contest. He's in it. Like, it he's a fucking pitcher. Uh, uh, he's unbelievable. I, 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 I have to say him. I have to say Otani. Like he, he's done. He's doing something right now, currently, that no other baseball player has ever pulled off. Uh, yeah, he's a beast. Um, I'm, I'm all in on the Otani. Question here on Twitter from Trish. She says, with a lot of people comparing it with the main AW story right now, looking back, do you think Naito should have beaten Okada at Wrestle Kingdom 12? And do you think Western fans think of it differently now as Kenny won the belt in the period in between? I think, look, if, if we wouldn't have had a lot of magical pro wrestling moments. And for all the outside of the ring and even some of the, you know, Yep, we'll we'll count it as outside the ring, whether it be the promos or the build or the elite or you know all that stuff, all the stuff that we complained about. You go back and watch some of those fucking matches, and and to not have the epic chase, him and Okada, Kenny and Okada, and um, there's a lot of good stuff that's that's in that mix. Um. Again, I don't think anybody leaving that Tokyo Dome was expecting what we saw when Okada beat Naito. I think every—I can't say everybody. There were a lot of people that thought Naito was winning that, and he was the hottest guy in the company, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if I would give that up for what we got with Kenny. I think the positives with Kenny outweighed the negatives, and I think that— I think it was. I think it. I, I. I have no problem with that. That history of New Japan um, that we resulted from Naito not winning the title. I know hindsight is twenty twenty, and would I have done some things differently? Of course, but I don't think I. I. I don't think I would want to give up what we got in ring with that stretch, and I think that's an important thing. Yeah, for me personally, without that uh, heartbreaking, tragic Naito loss at Wrestle Kingdom 12, I wouldn't have got my moment of joy as a Naito fan at Wrestle Kingdom 14. So um, narratively, I think uh, I I stand by the decision, even though other opinions are available. Um, Bash says, where is Aaron Hanare? Out of sight, out of mind, it seems. Sorry for the guy, just as he's getting a bit of a push. The dude has disappeared like a date who is ghosting you. Do we we know the whereabouts of uh, Aaron Hanare right now? I think he's with Frazier eating uh, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're, I think they're delicious meats. Uh, I mean, look, he's there, but he's, he's in the mix. We just rattled off a bunch of cards. He's, uh, you know, looks like the kingdoms is there and rocking and rolling. I mean, here's a, the pro- the problem with that is this is you know with Will out out on the shelf, you know, being the leader. I don't. I I think they're kind of lost in what to do with them. But yeah, I mean, they're together. They're 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 there and they're in the mix. Oh, I'm getting galaxy brain ideas now because I'm looking at these cards where Hinari's not on, to be fair. These, um, some are struggling in Sapporo. But we do have uh, two matches with Great Okada and Jeff Cobb against Okada plus another. So, oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait. So Hinari's not on any of these no, kids? No, he's not. I thought we he's not. So I don't oh, know. Maybe, maybe he's back in New Zealand. Cobb, 
Ah, uh, Cobb and O'Conn. Now what I'm thinking is Cobb and O'Conn get wins over Okada. And then Okada Tanahashi get the tag titles at Tokyo Dome. And then their challengers will be Cobb and O'Conn. But uh, yeah, none of that's going to happen. So <laughs> there you go. Cop. Enjoy. Enjoy my... Corn uh, on the cob. <laughs> corn on the cob. Yes, the corn on the cob team. <laughs> Uh, okay, Hosta says, in light of the announcement just a few months ago, a few moments ago, what are the chances of a legit New Japan pro wrestling video game? At this point, is a partnership, such as the most recent Fire Pro, about the best to be hoped for unless you're into mobile gaming? Um, I, I can't say I know anything about the uh, video game scene. Uh, as oh, let me, let, me, let me chime <laughs> in. Uh, I'm, I'm an expert on the uh, video game. Uh, I think they're just waiting for uh, one more pixel to be... Uh, Filled in. <laughs> They've got to upload the pixel. There's one right. pixel left, and then when that pixel is uploaded to the mainframe of the Correct. supercomputer, then yep. they can hack the system and the. <laughs> yeah, they're waiting for a hoodie. They need a hoodie to be put over their head so they can and just look plug it evil. in. Uh, yep. uh, make sure to turn it off, turn it on again, and the video game will be ready. Well, here, you hear this? You hear this? You know what this is? This is my USB hacking stick. Right? <laughs> I plug it in, and I have all the data, all the data, and then I push enhance, and I zoom in on a picture. <laughs> enhance, <laughs> enhance. Uh, you got to break into the mainframe quicker. I'm trying. It's not taking my password. It's every fucking dumb movie. And then you know, it's, it's the you know the chubby kid who likes computers. Oh, I I hacked in. We're in. And then all the lasers. <sighs> You know what I'm trying to say, right? Yes, yeah, that was just, you know, peak <laughs> 90s uh, action cinema, wasn't it? Yeah. Like that, no, the bit in Jurassic Park with uh, Lex hacking into the <laughs> Jurassic Park service to lock the doors Ew. because the, the dastardly <laughs> raptors were trying to get in. What were we talking about again? I can't remember what the question was. A video game. Is there a video game happening? <laughs> oh, we don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, we don't know that. Okay, uh, let's give another question for Bash. This is music, Damon. It's festival season here in the UK. What are your favourite bands slash musicians you've seen at festivals or watched on TV ones you would like to go and see? All right. Uh, I saw Blur in Hyde Park, and I guess that would be a festival because uh, New Order was on that show and the specials, and who else was on that fucking show? Uh, I mean, it was an all-day goddamn have, thing. Have you seen that video of the footballer Charlie Austin doing a post-match interview to the Park Life tune. No, but I want to see it because it's probably great. I will laugh my ass off with that. Okay, oh, I want to find it. I'm going to send it Please to you send. now because it's so... I was watching it yesterday, actually. It's tremendous. Uh, okay. Maybe this is one of those things, that, again, that I should share on Twitter with no explanation, like the, the picture of the big mushroom. Yeah, let me see. Oh, Cheryl's here. Cheryl, do you want to... Oh, here's should... T- uh, I got Otani. Oh, look at that. My wife is wearing a lovely... It's like a... It's like a... Uh, 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 what is that? What, blue one? Teal? This will be teal? Come on, come on over. Come on over. Come on, get in. Uh, so how would you describe this 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 summer dress? Very nice. Some, come on over. Come on over. Joe, say hi to Joe. I know you have to go over. Hey, Cheryl. Wonderful uh, to hear from you. How are you doing? Yeah, she's good. Um, so, um, yeah, this is nice. I got to go. All right, so give me a kiss goodbye. I'm going to grab her boob. All right, see ya. All right. Very nice. <laughs> nice work. There you go. Oh, she smells nice, too. Ooh. You're a lucky I got a man, boner. Damien McDonald. I got, a, I got a boner right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what were we talking about? I was um, distracted there. She, she was just nice. It was like a, like a like a teal dress, like a like a summer dress. It looked very nice. I was like, ooh, 
Look at those cans. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, uh, where were we talking about? Let's get to it. Uh, should we do uh, one more question then? Oh, one more? One wait, one, wait, one more question? One more question. All right. Well, you say the best for last, right? Here. Yes, because this, this is the important one. And I want to give it the time because, you know, we've got plenty of time here. Uh, Mally and Esther are still not back from the park. So let's... Okay. Cheryl just left, the, so I got all day. Yeah. The gravitas that it deserves. Neither of us are going anywhere. We've got plenty of time here. So um, friend of the show, Antonio, writes in to say, uh, you may remember his question from last time. Antonio says, okay, this time answer my question. No ignoring and no Manscaped oh. jokes or any other jokes. Just the full answer to my question, which is this. You guys said NJPW Locker Room was unhappy with Ghetto and want him out of NJPW like some fans want. Do NJPW Higger Ups want him to stay or they want him out, get a new booker to replace him? That's my question. Well, again, I, I apologise deeply for um, being frivolous with the, the question last week and transitioning it into a, a segue for our Manscaped ad reads. That was very poor form for me and I'm, I'm sorry, Antonio. So... Let me uh, take the time to answer your question properly. So, with regards to uh, Ghetto and whether or not the company wants him out, I can exclusively reveal 